Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Podcast, July 26th, 2016. Good afternoon, Epstein. My name is Bobby. Thanks for hanging out with us on this fine summer day. Before we get to the sermon, here's what's happening right now at Foundations Church. I'm very proud to inform y'all that we've officially released the Foundations app for iPhone and Android. This is now the easiest way to stay up to date with what's going on at FC, FC Kids, and Voltage. Just listen to the podcast, watch videos, stay informed, who knows, whatever you want to do. Take a break from catching Pokemon for just 10 seconds so you can search Foundations Church and look for our logo on your device's app store equivalent and join the wave of the future. Alright, so we've got a couple of cool events coming up also. Baby dedications on Sunday morning, August 7th. If you'd like to dedicate your little one to the service of the Lord, then let us know at church or at foundationschurch.tv. Also, our next worship night is on August 12th at 6.30pm. Come and worship and pray with us. This is definitely a time to pray for our nation and come together as Christians without any barriers to reflect the love of Christ as brightly as possible. In fact, wherever you are right now is a great time to ask God to soften our hearts and give us empathy and wisdom for how to engage with what's happening in the world right now, because as Christians, we must engage. All right, that's it. Without any further ado, I proudly present to you our pastor, Justin Graves. Hey, Foundation Church, they just killed that song. Give it up to them. I mean, they just slayed that song. Man. Well, awesome job. Thank you, Roy. Hey, today, that's exactly what we're speaking on today. Um, Brand new. I'm going to do a standalone sermon today on brand new. If this is your first time here, we want to welcome you. My name is Justin Graves, and I have the awesome privilege of being the lead pastor here. And uh, we're just glad that you took time out of your weekend to be here with us. And as we kind of get going in this message, uh, we want to welcome everybody watching online and just very excited about our app. And if you haven't downloaded it, take time. It's going to be amazing. You can watch sermons. You can uh, listen to podcasts. It's got everything you might want to know about our church there. So it's a great, great tool for you to have. Um, Today, as we're talking about new and and brand new, uh, I love brand new things. I don't know if anybody else loves brand new things. I'm not talking about gently used stuff. Um, I'm not talking about slightly used or gently worn. I'm talking about brand new things. I I love brand new things. Um, And there are several things that I love that I'm going to share with you. Um, But one of my absolute favorite things is a brand new pair of tennis shoes. I could own a brand new pair of tennis shoes every week. I love them. I love the way they smell. Um, When they are shipped to my house, I will pull them out and my girls do the same thing. I don't know why. We're just weird at our house. Um, But I sniff the shoes. I just think they smell so good. I'm just like, these smell awesome. Um, And I could totally justify 
having a pair of brand new tennis shoes every week, even though my bank account wouldn't like it. Um, I love new socks. New, brand new socks are amazing. I love having the fuzz between my toes after I'm done wearing them, um, because after you wash them, especially a guy with big feet and other guys with size 13 or bigger, you understand the struggle is real. I'm looking at Chad Craig, I think. Um, once you wash them, they're never the same. They don't fit the same. You're just like, it's like you've got like half high things um, and you need to pair flats with them or something. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, I, I like new, like new puppy smell. Um, if you don't like new puppy smell, you might be demon possessed because um, they just, their breath doesn't stink. I don't know what happens when they become a dog, but like their breath smells like puppy breath and they're cute, man. They're cute. Um, I even, you know, that kind of translates to, to babies. After you bathe a baby and you put that lotion all over them, moms, because dads never do it right, um, we put like Barbasol on them. We're like, this baby doesn't smell right, you know? Um, um, but you put that baby lotion on them. Uh, I've heard so many ladies say this phrase. I've never heard a guy. I've always heard ladies say, well, I'll just gobble that baby up. I'll just gobble him up. Um, and that's a little weird. I'm not going to lie because I've never had that interaction. Any, but my wife has never said that about me a day in our life. Um, um, when I get out of the shower and I put lotion on, she's like, I can just gobble you up. No, no. Get a little baby in there. She don't even know that smells good. I just gobble you up, little babies. Um, I, we like new things. New cars. I, I've never had a new car, but the new car smell it's awesome. I love like just sitting in people's cars and taking all the new car smell out of their car into my nostrils. Um, I'm just like, this smells so awesome. And some of you are going to say, I, I can make your car smell like new. You just go get this little pine tree and put it on. It, does, it doesn't work. It's not the same. You can spray new car smell. It's not the same because it's not brand new. The only thing I don't like that's new is a cat. And the reason is because it's a cat. Um, you know, I just, I'm like, nah, it's a cat, kick it. You know, um, anyways, I'm just playing. Everybody that's a cat person's like, I'm never coming back to this church. But, but here's the deal is that no matter uh, uh, where your earning level is, no matter if you have a brand new car, brand new shirt, brand new socks, whatever it may be, all of us each year get to experience something brand new. And it happens on January 1st of every year. We get a brand new year. And with a brand new year comes brand new goals, right? We make goals, we make uh, 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 dreams, we make resolutions, New Year's resolutions of I'm gonna lose this much weight, I'm gonna get in this much shape, I'm gonna start going to church, I'm gonna start doing this, I'm gonna make better relationships, I'm gonna make better choices. Let me repeat that one. I'm gonna make better choices. Um, you know, this is the year I get my life together. And we have all these great intentions we have all these great aspirations, and then we get to where we are now, July 24th. And we look at back at where the year was and what we wanted our life to look like, and then there's the reality of what our life does look like. And we look and we're like, man, I, I've, I've messed this year up. <laughs> I've, I, I'm not where I wanna be. I've messed up, I've screwed up here, I, I, I dropped the ball here, and your life is nowhere near where you want it to be. And really, if you could have a do-over, if you could have a mulligan, you would take it. 
And some of you, you're in this place today and you just feel like you've just been worn out. This year has worn you out, whether it's your own fault or just life. You're just here and you wish, man, how do I make my, my marriage relationship new? How do, I, how, do I, how do I improve my relationships? How do I improve just me? Because, because hear me, hear me about something really crucial here. If we don't get this relationship right, all these relationships this way will be dysfunctional. Because everything flows from this relationship. As followers of Christ, everything flows from here. And so if this doesn't get right, this will never be right. And some of us were going, man, man, I just wish I could have a new start. I wish that I could have a brand new chance, a brand new opportunity. I wish it was January 1st. And so we're going to go back in time. And I'm going to tell you, you can have a brand new you this year. Right here in the middle of July 24th, you can have a brand new you, but it's gonna take three things. And the first one is this, is that you've got to let what's in the past pass. For some of you, this is crucial. And if we don't do these things in this order, it's gonna get messed up because where a lot of us are, we're allowing our past to dictate our present. We're allowing all that we've done, we're allowing all the mistakes we've done, all the ways we've blown it, all the ways that we've messed up, all the ways, all the, all the mistakes, all the regrets, all the heartache, all the things we wish we could do over, we're letting our past still just affect our present and keep us from the future God has for us. And some of us, if we're going to be brand new, if we're gonna have this brand new chance and this brand new opportunity and we're gonna have this brand new relationship with the Lord, man, you've gotta let what's in your past, pass. You got to let that thing pass. You, you got to get over it and not hang on to it. A couple of weeks ago, um, we went on vacation and I love getting away with my family. I love getting away with uh, Casey and my girls. And we were on the beach having an awesome time. And Casey says, hey, I think I'm going to go back uh, to, to the condo and start getting dinner ready and dessert. And I'm like, absolutely. You do what you want. I'm going to chill here on the beach with the girls. And she's like, okay. I'm like, but if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. She's like, no, 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 no. I've had plenty of sun and beach today. And I'm like, is that possible? But um, I'm like, if that's what you want to do, you do it. And so I start playing with the girls down in the ocean. And we have had an amazing day, amazing trip. It's just been going perfect. There, there's, there's nothing to go wrong. And I bought one of those balls. I forget what they're called, but you throw it against the waves and they hop up and you catch them. And so I'm like, hey, let's just play catch and we'll do this thing. And so the girls are out in the ocean. I'm out in the ocean. I'm throwing this ball to them. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the ball goes over their head, just whoosh, you know, and they start running after it and it lands by a guy and he smiles and he throws it at the girls and my girls start acting ridiculous. Like they start fighting with one another, clawing one another. And at first the guy's like, ha, 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 you know, that's cute. And then like they keep going and they're yelling at each other and they're acting like those kids. And you've seen those kids. You've seen them at Walmart on Saturday. They're all over the place. Those kids and that family. And they're just acting ridiculous, out of control. And I'm like, what is going on? right now. Like vacation has stopped 
full dad mode just turned on. And I go, you, you talk through gritted teeth. I can't help but tell this story that way. I'm like, you two, here now, now, get here. My eyes get really big. They're like, dad has the big eyes. Um, I'm like, you come here right now. And they're coming and they're still arguing. I go, I go, what's going on with you two? This is in front of the beach. I mean, we, we are those people right now on the beach. Like, I can't, I can't hold it in to take it back to the condo. This has to be corrected right in this moment. And I look at him, I go, I go, I go, what is there to complain about? I go, what? And one of my kids go, well, I'm just bored. And I go, oh my gosh. I literally just did a circle like this on the beach. I go, you're bored. You're bored. I go, are you bored being at the ocean? Is the sand too pretty? Is the water too clear? Are you bored getting ice cream all the time? Are you bored getting to swim with dolphins today? Are you freaking kidding me right now? You're bored. And they're both just like, I go, you know what? You two are acting like those kids. And I didn't raise those type of kids to act like that here or ever. And I go, you guys owe each other an apology and you owe me an apology. And right at that moment, one of my kids go, dad. And I go, I don't want your apology right now. I go, I want it when you mean it. And they never apologized. <laughs> I go, I want you to think about being those, we're not, and then I, then I whispered, because I've been like, I go, I go, man, just make me so sad. I go, because you're being those kids. And here's the deal, we had, like, it was like I had to back away from my kids slowly, you know? And I had to let everything, like, Anna and Elsa saying, let it go. I had to let things go because I was thinking for the last 20 minutes, how can I drown my kids and get away with it right now? Because I am so, you're bored. You're bored. I would love to be you and be bored. Shut up. You know, I still irritates me. And I had to let this moment, like, Get, get past the moment so it didn't ruin the rest of the trip because this happened on a Tuesday and we didn't leave till Saturday. And you know what? After about 30 minutes, four, an hour, okay, so after about an hour, I got past it. And so when my kids said, hey, Dad, can we go do this? I didn't go, well, you know what? You acted like idiots an hour ago. No. When they said, hey, Dad, can we go get ice cream? No, because do you remember what you did Tuesday at the beach? No, there ain't no ice cream now because that's boring. You know, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't keep that from ruining the rest of our vacation. And yet some of us, we have let what's happened in the past of our life ruin all the potential of what we could be. And just like it would be ridiculous for me to let one moment ruin the whole trip, you're letting one phase of your life ruin what your life could be. And we've got to get past our past. Here's what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. It says, brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. And Paul's talking about being just like Christ. I have, I have, I'm not there yet. All of us are there. Not, none of us are there. But one thing I do, this, this isn't complicated. He's saying, I'm going to boil this down to one thing. If we can do one thing, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This, this is Paul's one thing. 
Forgetting what is behind, why? So he can strain towards what is ahead in Christ Jesus. And until you forget what is behind you, until you let your past be your past and you let your past pass by you, you will never be able to strain towards ahead what Christ has for you. We're getting ready to watch the Olympics coming up in next month. And when you see the sprinters getting to their mark and they're 100 meters and 200 meters and these guys and girls, their legs are all cut and they're ripped up and they're running and they get towards the finish line, you don't see them look behind them. No, they are straining ahead, trying to finish as fast and do their best that they can do because they cannot strain ahead while looking behind because if they look behind, they're gonna trip or they're gonna fall or they're just not gonna be able to do this motion because you can't do this motion and be all out there while doing this. And some of us, we're running and doing life like this. We don't know why we're not stepping into what's ahead of us it's because we keep looking what's behind us. Bible says this also in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Not just pass by you. What Paul is saying here, it's like when somebody dies in your life and you ask, hey, I had lunch with, with, with a guy at church this past week and he said, hey, I hear you talking about your dad, but what, what about your mom? And I said, oh, my mom passed away about five years ago. It means it has died. Old things have, are dead to you. They have passed away. They're no longer here. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's where so many of us were looking for. We're looking for something new. And today I'm not talking to you about a, a new religion. I'm not talking to you about new requirements. I'm just talking about you being a new you. No matter how big you screwed up, no matter how much you've messed up, no matter how big your addiction is, no matter how much you've covered up, man, you're dying inside because you know you were created for something more and you don't know how to get there but you wanna become a new you. The second way you become brand new is this, is that you realize you are not a DIY project. A DIY project. That means do it yourself for anybody that doesn't know. You're not a do it yourself project. In fact, it says this in Galatians chapter three, verse three, it says, how foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human efforts. And can I tell you, as somebody that has followed the Lord, this is where, this point right here, I, I tried to do it myself for so long. I had the privilege of growing up in church, having a godly mom and dad, growing up in great churches. And this isn't something that, that pastors necessarily preach, but this is something I felt pressure to do because we're called to be self-built individuals. We're called to be self-built men and self-built women and, and, and to be independent. And so when something goes wrong, we think, oh, I can fix this. Oh, I can fix this. Oh, I can fix this. But you and I, Paul says this, how foolish can you be? Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't think you can fix, you can't fix you. You're not equipped, I'm not equipped to fix you. In fact, the other day, we, um, I've admitted several times I'm not a handyman. I have zero handyman skills. Just, it's true. It's not like an act, it's true. 
Um, and so I decided that I was going to put on a, a fan on my back porch. And I can take it all. I can destroy anything. I mean, I can, I can mess stuff up. I got no problems. Give me some demo. I got you. I got your demolition. Um, I took the fan down. I've got the power off. I didn't know that much. Took the circuit breaker off and got the circuit breaker off and got the fan down. And then I actually get most of the fan up. I, I got most of it like up there. It's secured. It's not falling down. It hasn't broken. Um, but then there came the electric wiring. And I'll just be real honest. I have no business messing with electricity. No. I will burn my house down. I will be the guy that shocks himself off the ladder. How'd your pastor die? Oh, he tried to put up a ceiling fan. It's just not, it's not going to be good. And so I realized I was not able to do this. And so I went over to my next door neighbor. We have some awesome, like an older couple that is our next door neighbors. And they are so cool. He's from George, Alabama, excuse me, from Alabama. And he's awesome. His name is Billy. And he looks like an old peanut. I mean, he just is bald and he looks like a, like the planter's peanut person. And I, I can ask Billy anything. And Billy's like, absolutely. And so he drops his tools and he comes over. And I mean, he starts working the wiring stuff and we turn the lights on and the light bulbs explode. Bam! Everywhere. I'm like, I'm so glad you're here, Bobby because this isn't on me, that's on you. And we both started laughing and we got it fixed and, um, and the fan blades turned the right way and everything's, everything's good. But, but here's the deal, I didn't dare try to fix something I wasn't equipped to fix. And you and I are not equipped to fix us. You're, you're not equipped to do it yourself, to do it on your own. You know what, I, I've talked about this a little bit before, but when, when I was a teenager, and even in Bible college, I struggled so much with pornography, with the addiction of pornography. And I talk about this, and sometimes it gets misconstrued that I still struggle with pornography. Let me, let me say, <laughs> um, it's not a struggle anymore. Um, I'm really smart about what I look at, and I make sure I have filters on my devices because I know it could be a struggle if I allowed it to be, so I'm really smart about what I do, but, when I was struggling with this, I thought, I, 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 can, I can do this. I can, I can beat this whole addiction and this problem on my own. I can, I can get past this. And I tried to do it myself. And if I just got more holy, and if I just did this, and if I just did that, and, and, and even in Bible college, I, I knew that I shouldn't be doing this. I knew that I shouldn't be doing So I would cover up and try to fix it behind the scenes and make sure nobody knew about it. And I kept trying. And some of you, that's you. Man, you've been dealing with different types of addictions, different types of problems, and you've been trying to do it yourself. And can I tell you, listen to me, this is gonna be so freeing for some of you, you can't do it on your own. You, you, you were never equipped to do it on your own. You need something outside of you to be bigger than your problems, to be bigger than you. And here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through 10 out of the Amplified Version. It says, for it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved. 
actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort. Some of you hear that. It's not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship. His own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we could walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. You are his workmanship. You're his masterpiece. And you can't do that on your own, and you can't become all that God has called you to become on your own. You can't be a DIY project. But you have to realize it's only but by the grace of God that you can do it. And the only way you can do it is to remain in him. Because the word says this, Jesus said this. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. You are the extension of me. Apart from me, apart from Jesus Christ, you can't do anything. You can't live that life. You can't become that masterpiece. You can't do it apart from a relationship with him. And some of us, we've been trying to do it on our own for so long, and you are frustrated, and you are depressed, and you are discouraged, and you don't think you'll ever become the person that God has envisioned or that you've envisioned to become, that you had your New Year's resolutions to be. But can I tell you, man, it's not by your power, but it's by the grace of God. And here's the great news. When you finally allow yourself to let your past pass you by, and you finally realize you need help outside of yourself, and you're not a DIY project, here's the great thing I can tell you, is that with God, there's no five-second rule. There, there's no five-second rule with God. Now, I have a pack of M&M's, peanut M&M's here. If you have a peanut allergy in this place, I, I'm sorry. Because God made these. This is like manna in the 21st century of God. Um, they come down from heaven and they fill your life with goodness. And, and here's the deal. When we, when we get a pack of M&M's, look something like this, like we think, oh, there's a pack of M&Ms. That's gonna be a lot of M&Ms. Let me show you how many M&Ms are in this sorry little bag. That's it. It's not a magic show. That's it. There's like 15 M&Ms maybe in there. And so when you get a pack of M&Ms and you start eating them or you decide to eat them and you drop one, we say as parents, as kids, we've said this forever, five second rule, and you pick it up and you blow it off and you eat it, right? That's what we do. Some of you are grossing out right now. You're throwing up in your mouth. It's good. <laughs> Give me a second because that was a big one. No, I'm being for real. Need to wash that down. Wish we could do communion with M&M's. Anyways, um, <laughs> more people would come. They'd be like, hey, they do communion with peanut M&M's. Hey, I'm in. Um, here's the deal. We, we, 
we do this five second rule, but if I gave you the choice and I said, hey, here's some M&Ms, and I dropped one and I had one in my hand, you and I would still rather have the one that wasn't dropped. Be like, oh, I think I'll take the one in your right hand instead of the one on the ground. Even though you're you know, blowing it off, or especially if it's outside, it's in the dirt, you're like, I, I know you kind of cleaned it up, but I know what happened. I know there's remnants there. And God doesn't do that with us. Isn't, isn't that refreshing? God doesn't play the five-second rule with us. He didn't just blow you off and, and clean you up. I mean, God cleans you and rinses you and makes you white as snow and cleanses you from your sin. But, but hear me again out of his word, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you are, have a relationship with Christ, you have surrendered your life to him and, and now you have a relationship so he possesses your life. If you are in Christ, you are now, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everybody say new. You're new. You're not, you're not a five-second rule follower of Christ. You're not somebody whose who's just stains have been removed from you. No, 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 no. God has made you brand new. And that is exciting to me. That, that, makes, that is so refreshing to me. But here's the other side of that, and here's, here's one of the things we do a lot. When we have a limited supply of M&Ms, we create the five-second rule. Like, if, if you have one small pizza and you're sharing it with four people, if somebody drops a piece of pizza, you're still eating that piece of pizza. Just saying, at least I am. <laughs> if we only have one bag of M&Ms and we drop some of the M&Ms, hey, let's clean it up because this is all we got. You know what I'm saying? You have a limited supply of M&Ms, so you have to play the five-second rule. But however, wait, just give me, stick with me for a few seconds. What if the amount you have changes? What if somebody went to Sam's and all of a sudden you don't have a limit of M&M's, but you have an excess of it. Some of you would be like, yes, I'm not eating that M&M because look at how many M&M's Justin has. I mean, he's got more than what this container can hold. And can I tell you, <coughs> five second roll later, <laughs> that's God. That's God's grace. Some of you think, man, I just don't know if God is capable. I don't know if his grace is big enough. I don't know if he believes in that many chances. I struggled with that. I was there. I was like, man, God, I have blown it for the millionth time with my addiction. I don't think it can happen again. And, and here's what the reality is. He doesn't just have the ability to fill your life, but he has the ability to overflow your life with kindness and goodness. And just when you think he's done, he has more and he has resources and abilities to keep pouring M&Ms and forgiveness and mercy and kindness on your life. And check this out. In Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 24, it says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never, never, never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. 
Can I tell you, that's God's grace. It's new every morning. You can't get away from it. Some of you are like, where's he gonna step next because he's gonna smush an M&M. And here's the deal. You can't escape God's grace. It surrounds you everywhere you go, everything you've done, because his word says the very character of God is his mercies are new every morning. I'm closing with this, but some of you, you need to understand, even when you've been faithless, he is faithful. Great is his faithfulness because his mercies are new every morning. Uh, The Lord is my portion. Man, and so this morning, this, you're here, and you feel like your, your problems have surrounded you. Your past has engulfed you, but can I tell you, man, stop trying to do it on your, your own. Let your past be your past. Step into your future. Remain in him and be the workmanship, the masterpiece that God has called you to be, and let his grace surround you instead of your past. Let his kindness be new to you every morning instead of your regret every morning. Let his mercies follow you all of your day instead of your old reputation. Let his unconditional love, let his compassion and his kindness overwhelm your life because I'm telling you, listen to me, he has so much of it, your soul and your body just simply can't contain it. That's how big our God is. When we understand how big and how capable he is, man, it brings encouragement to us. I was reading in the scriptures in my Bible and I literally forgot where it's at, but it said this. It says, God makes something out of nothing. Some of you this morning, you feel like nothing. Some of you this morning, man, you feel like you've blown it and you want a brand new start. Can I tell you this morning, this is your January 1st morning. In the middle of July 24th, Experience the brand new grace, the brand new mercy that God has for you. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And I thank you for all that you've done. Lord, this morning, I, just, I come before you and I just ask, <laughs> that God, we would... Man, we would stop living in the regret of our past. So many of us, we're just slaves to our past. Lord, we have so many regrets. We have so much pain. We have so much hurt. Lord, some of us in, in this place, we're a slave to our past and we're forfeiting our future. Lord, some of us, we're trying to relive the good old days when you have better days for us ahead. Lord, some of us, we just can't get past the mistakes. We can't get past the transgressions. We can't get past the regret because it seems to surround us. It seems to be reminded of us every day. But Lord Jesus, when we are in Christ Jesus, all things, all the regret, all the pain, all the heartbreak, all the reputation, everything has passed away. It's dead. And behold, it doesn't just stay there. But now we're a brand new creation in you. Oh Lord, there's so many of us in this place. We're just wanting to be that. 
God, we just want a brand new start. Oh, Lord, a brand new chance to start this life over with. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that we wouldn't keep running, that we wouldn't keep trying to do it on our own, but, Lord, this morning we would finally surrender to you. And, Lord, we would realize we serve a God who doesn't believe in the five-second rule. But instead of just dusting us off, instead of having a limited supply, your grace is never-ending. Your love is never failing. Your mercies, as the Word of God says, are new every morning. So, Lord, I pray that we would step into that. We would find ourselves surrounded with your goodness. We find ourselves surrounded with your forgiveness and your joy and your love and your peace. God, all those things we're dying to have, but we forfeited. Lord, I pray, let us step into that. In Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning. If you're here, man, maybe you're here and you've been, man, you've been fighting. You've been fighting and it seems like your addictions are still there. You've been playing and nobody knows the true state of your life, but you're like, man, I just feel like I've been trying to do it on my own and I've gotten nowhere. I keep finding myself fighting my past, but this morning you need to be overwhelmed with the grace and the mercy of God. You need to come to a a new understanding that you serve a God of no five second rule. And this morning you need to get things right, man. You need to recommit your life and you want a brand new start. You want to be a brand new you. When I count to three, man, raise your hand. We're not going to embarrass you, but we're going to lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life and make you a new creation in Him. If that's you, when I get to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. There's people's hands already up. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five, there's six, there's seven. Is there anyone? There's eight. There's people here and you're just saying, that's me. I need newness. I need to be new in this place. Is there anybody else? I see your hand. There's nine hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. I need a brand new me. I need a brand new start. You join these nine hands are lifted. Is there anyone else before we go any further? Yeah, I see your hand. There's ten hands. Is there anyone else? I see you on the side. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. God, I just confess that I've messed up, that I've got regrets. God, I just ask for your forgiveness. I ask that all the old things would pass away. Lord, I'm not trying to do it on my own anymore. But I ask for your unending grace and your mercies that are new every morning to enter my life. Yes. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these 11 people a huge round of applause, man? What an awesome, awesome moment. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more or get connected, join us online at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.